0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast Pro Wrestling. Wrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. We're here to talk about this past week in professional wrestling, which means we're going to talk about Raw, which nobody watched. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live. We're going to talk about NXT, which happened tonight. And we're also going to talk about a little bit of New Japan. Not, not a whole lot, but a little bit. And of course, this Sunday is table, ladders, and chairs, so I'll have my predictions for you. I'm your host, Owen, and we are streaming live over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash online. so if you're in the live audience, feel free to send in questions and comments in the chat. Be cool, and I will get to your comments as I deem fit. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and I feel like I've been awake for a 100 years because... If you don't know, we're in the middle of December. And around the Zonecast family podcasts, that means let's record everything so we can keep our schedule going without bothering people during the holidays. So this whole week has been nothing but me talking into a microphone nonstop. Very tired. So this episode of Heel Turn and the one next week probably will be a little on the shorter end. But we still have things to talk about. So, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, if you don't know, I'm on several Zonecast podcasts. I don't know why they keep putting me on all of them, but they keep inviting me. So, uh, we did. We recorded the rest of the Taste Bakeries for the year. We recorded the rest of the I'd Rather Nots for the year. Which, if you don't listen to those podcast, head over to zonecasts.com. And uh, check those out. They're very good. So, those will be going out every week as scheduled. Uh, we're doing Heel Turn Live right now. That's why we're streaming it. This is live video. And if you're listening on iTunes, it's, it was live. Just take my word for it. And then next week, we're going to start recording the best and worst of 2018 episodes, which. If you're a fan of ProWrestling.cool, you know those podcasts are very long. Like, you thought the G1 podcasts were long? This one? Oof. They're going to be long ones. So it'll be me. It'll be John. It'll be Trace. We will be uh, talking about all the best things and the worst things of the year. And uh, those will be what goes up the weeks of Christmas and New Year's as is tradition. So those will not, those will not be streamed live, obviously, because it'll be the day after Christmas and the day of New Year's and ain't nobody got time for that. So look for, out for those on the website, ProWrestling.cool, dot Cool as well as zoomcast.com and your podcast feeds of choice. Other, uh, stuff to get out of the way to the top of the show is that, uh, the December premium podcast because we do a premium podcast every month for our 999 subscribers on Patreon which you can subscribe to at patreon.cool uh we'll go up next week and it will be me and Trace running down the card for Wrestle Kingdom which is going to be happening on the 4th of January as ev- it does every year so as always Trace is a lot of fun to talk about with Japanese wrestling, so if you're not subscribed, may it's the season to be giving, maybe you should give it a shot. Should it should be a real fun episode. So And like I said, as about us recording everything this week and next week, that up that will be recorded maybe later this week. Not sure. We're gonna figure out the schedule for that. But yeah, that's what's going on with the website and with the podcasts. Um, I've been to- I, t- I talked for a long time on all of those because there's a lot of podcasts to get recorded in a real short window. Because everyone wants to go do their holiday stuff, so enough of the jibber-jabbering. Why don't we move over to the wrestling news? Uh, the first topic is that, uh, Ric Flair, apparently, is cleared to take bumps. 69-year-old Ric Flair, telling people, yeah, I can, I can fall down in the ring now. No, what? No, who's asking for this? No, you nearly died recently. I know you want to be healthy and all that shit, but you're a very old man. Don't. Don't. Yeah, he was on some radio show and he was talking about how it's cool to get back fit and everything and be able to take bumps in the ring, and apparently he can now, so... Don't. Don't, Rick. Don't. No, no No one needs to see that. Unless it's Becky Lynch kicking her ass for that time... Where you sexually assaulted her in kayfabe. And then, yeah. Maybe take that bump. Since she's the man now. But. Yeah, I don't know who's asking to see Ric Flair take a bump in the ring. It's clearly not me. Uh, The other news we got this week. Is that favorite of the show, Dakota Kai... I always speak highly of her. I love her kicks, and her whole f- Kiwi thing going on there. But yeah, um, over the weekend she got injured because everyone gets injured, and we can't have nice things. See, so yeah, unfortunately, she suffered a. They believe it's a torn ACL, and uh, at during a live event in Green Bay, so uh, she got she had to be held to the back. And, uh, no official word on how serious the injury is, but if it is actually, like, a really serious ACL tear, she could be out, like, nine months, which means she's gonna miss this whole big push they had set for her, and she's gonna miss TakeOver New York, that's what that's what it's called, TakeOver New York, and that sucks, Dakota guy's great, she deserves all the best, so... Setting out positive vibes of her, her, hope she feels better, hope it's not as serious as they think it is, because, you know, after Tegan Knox went down, now she's going down with an injury? Come on. Killing me here. And, uh, the last bit of news, which I kind of mentioned off the top of the show, uh, they announced the full card for Wrestle Kingdom 13. Which should be a interesting show. I'm not gonna go into details about the card because premium subscribers will hear me and Trace run down the entire thing. But the important things to note are: there's no, you know, Wrestle Kingdom Rumble or New Japan Rumble or whatever they call it. It's gonna be a uh, a gauntlet to determine a number of contenders for the uh, never open weight six man tag. Um, the opening match of the show is apparently going to be Ibushi uh, going after the Never Open Weight title with, uh, Will Osprey, and, uh, Jericho's fighting Naito again, because that's what everybody wants. I don't know, I've, I've been harsh on Jericho since his match with, the. Uh, Evil was a real bummer, so maybe he'll step it up for Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe he, maybe him and Naito will just have another match full of bullshit like they did last time. We'll see. It's, other than that, the show should be good. I'm looking forward to it. The, uh, the Rev Pro title match with Ishii will be a great one. And of course, you know, Omega Tanahashi. So yeah, make sure you check out the, uh, the premium podcast going up next, next week where we run down that entire thing. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got for news. If people in the chat have anything that I forgot to cover, make sure you let me know and I'll, I'll jump back to it. It's, it's all good. Let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the weekly TV though. Know. Because, uh, Raw had the worst ratings of, you know, the modern era of this show last week. And then this week, it got worse. I don't know how, but it got worse. I mean, to be fair, I'm not watching it because it's really bad. But apparently no one... Even less people are watching it now. So that sucks. Maybe they should do something about it. Which, if you, uh... At least looked up the opening promo from Raw... With Seth Rollins... Maybe they are. Because Rollins straight up... Talks to Baron Corbin. And by that... I think he's talking to the writers. Saying, yo... Ross sucks. Like, you're mismanaging people doing piss angles. The revival aren't doing shit. These lucha house rules matches are garbage. It's all bad. And I said, Yeah, you're right. That's why I'm not watching it. So, why don't you do something about it? Which they started in the right direction by. Not having any peeing happening, and the, the Lucha House Party were missing, but Baron Corbin was still made event in the show. This Natalia uh, storyline with her dad is still happening for no reason. Bobby Roode and uh, Chad Gable had a shot at the tag titles after losing last week, and now they won them. It's it's confusing. I I don't know what they're doing after all. I feel like they don't know what they're doing with, with Raw, and with the holiday episodes coming up, they, they're not going to have room to do anything. It's just going to get worse before it gets better. Hopefully they can bring it back in Jan- January and do something, because it's real bad right now, and I just can't bring it myself to watch it. I There's so much wrestling during the week... Dedicating three hours to a show that is just mediocre to just downright horrible is not something I'm going to do. Right, let me take a look at uh, what happened on the show. Oh, uh, Leo Rush and Elias had a match where Leo Rush rat won to set up a ladder match with Bobby Lashley with a guitar at the top of the because that's a match we need a lot of the matches that Raw have for TLC on Sunday are a bunch of I don't know why we need this Smackdown could use these Jeff Hardy and uh, Samoa Joe don't have a match on on the pay-per-view Nakamura and Rusev don't have a match on the pay-per-view but Raw gets a bunch of stuff just weird. Seth Rollins beat Baron Corbin in the TLC match for the title in the main event. With Heath Slater now being a referee after last week. Which, I don't think, I don't know what a referee's role in that match is really, since you just need to grab the belt. It's not There's no pinfalls. So, that was weird. And, uh, other than that, don't really see a lot worthwhile, worth to point out. Dolph Ziggler's a face. Great. Who cares? Bradley and Alicia Fox had a match to set up their Mixed Match Challenge thing, which... I guess I should talk about the, the MMC uh, while we're here, since clearly there's nothing... Worthwhile to talk about with Raw, but yeah, the uh, the the semifinals, aka the fi- the finals for the Raw and SmackDown block, were uh, this Tuesday, and uh, weirdly enough, the teams with people in matches elsewhere on the card don't didn't make it. Who could have seen that coming? A bunch of comedy teams are gonna fight in the finals. That kept losing constantly at the beginning of the show, then somehow started winning. So it's gonna be Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox taking on R-Truth and Carmella in the finals. Who could have seen that coming from the beginning? Because I I honestly could not. This is weird. But But to be fair, the whole MMC was weird. People kept subbing in and out. So, who knows? that the show's cursed, I'm sure whoever's going to win is going to have some fun vignettes from their vacation, and then neither of them are going to win their rumbles because the number 30 doesn't win nearly as much as it should. But yeah, the, 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 the MMC matches, though, were fun. Uh, Asuka turning on The Miz and costing them the match was a fun moment to explain why they lost. It it was good. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna miss covering it every week, because it's an extra half hour to an hour that I have to watch, on top of the whole other pile of things I need to watch. But, it was fun. I'm sure they'll do it again. And, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that means we should probably move over to talk about SmackDown. Which was a surprisingly eventful show with lots of highs and uh, there's a little bit of low there. Let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, the, they announced right before SmackDown, and I was told by a friend, and I was shocked at this, That Daniel Bryan was going to fight Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali's on 205 Live. So, he's technically on the Raw roster. And him fighting the SmackDown champion was a cool moment. To be fair, they taped 205 right before SmackDown, so... It was, he was there anyway. But it was cool. Mustafa Ali is really great in the ring. He's got a great high-flying style. And it worked well with Danny Bryan. But what also worked well. Is the promo before. Where Danny Bryan Called him out. And said that. They didn't need to wrestle. And instead of just burying him as a cruiserweight. Put him over as a super talented wrestler that. They have a history together and all that jazz, but it's just not worth his time. He's going to get his ass kicked by Brian. He's the champion. And then when Ali tried to talk about, you know, looking up to him when, when he was younger in his career, Danny Bryan just asked him what kind of car he drives. And Ali's response was an SUV. And Brian got mad. He's like, "You're such a small little guy. Why do you need to drive a SUV? You, you dick!" And the answer is, because he's got a family to drive around. So, yeah, he's got two. He's got a wife, two kids. But Brian ain't hearing it. He called him ignorant and slapped him in the damn face and. I love this character of Dana Bryan. It's so much fun. This SUV bit was hilarious. He also said that calling the people sheep would be an insult to the sheep because they don't leave a carbon footprint like humans. It's fun. You just go watch this whole opening bit with Mustafa Ali. It's wonderful. I hate Dana Bryan, but I love. I also love it. I love to hate him. It works. Uh, Then they had the match, and uh, the big thing... This match was excellent, but the big thing to point out is that Ali did a Spanish fly to Brian off the top rope during a commercial break. And they had to go and replay it. That sucks. Because Ali's probably not used to being on a show with commercial breaks, since 205 Live doesn't really do that, nor do the pay-per-views, so whoopsies. I, I, to be fair, also, they didn't have a whole lot of time, so he had to get them moving somewhere. And unfortunately, it was during a commercial break. But of course, Danny Bryan picked up the win because he's the WWE Champion. That was, that was a great little warm-up match before his big match with Styles on Sunday. Uh, after that, we had the second-ever SmackDown Live rap battle between The Bar and The Usos with The New Day as the hosts. And uh, here's a weird thing. Uh, I went to watch this on Hulu to you know, gather my notes together this morning, and The Bar's rap was missing. They cut it out, and I had to go on YouTube and watch it, but, yeah, it wasn't bad. I thought it was fun. I'm, I'm guessing the issue is that because they did a parody of Ice, Ice Baby, might call it Ice Ice Shamey, uh, something about music rates or something, I don't know. I thought Parody Law would protect them, but apparently not. Remember when the New Day did a Jay-Z rap, and they got that cut from a SummerSlam, so... Music licensing's weird. But anyway, uh... The Usos, uh, did their rap, and... They brought up... The part about how do you knock out Cesaro's teeth with no knuckles. We're gonna go talk to our buddy, The Turnbuckle. And they just do a whole rap talking to The Turnbuckle about... Knocking... Sh- Cesaro's teeth out. Uh, it's really funny. This was really good. I, I, like the rap, this wasn't nearly as good as the first rap battle, but it was still a lot of fun and I'm glad they did it and it ended with the, the bar attacking everyone because they're assholes. And it was weird on the hula cut because it looks like they just attacked the Usos without rapping, so who knows? Yeah. So the, the triple threat match at TLC is going to be fun. After that, um, The Miz is out in the ring with the, the World Cup trophy and has Shane McMahon come out and tricks him into having a match with the Vegas Boys. Or some some Jamokes. One looks kind of like a fat Kevin Hart, which Corey Graves pointed out. And, uh, yeah, they set up a tag match. Uh, with, with Shane's back turned, the Vegas Boys attacked him. Then Shane did his real bad punches. And a bad DDT, spinning DDT type thing that didn't look good. None of this looks good. This match was bad. Miz didn't take off any of his entrance gear. Shane was in jeans. It It was bad. It was... It's something I'm going to mark down for worst match of the year. Because not even just the terrible punches and offense by Shane. But he did a triangle and the dude tapped with the hand that was in the triangle, which should not be able to move. So I. Uh, it was a mess. They also did a whole bit with the page backstage getting mad at the referee for doing a match he didn't sanction. And the jobbers asking to get the $5,000 that the Miz said that they would get each. Yeah, it wasn't great. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this Shane Miz angle. It's kind of not working for me. Like, I thought it'd be fun the first couple weeks, but it is just not working for me now. They should just wrap it up or just ditch it. I I don't know. Um After that, uh we had a tag match with uh Jeff Hardy and Rusev taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Clearly to promote the two singles matches at the pay-per-view which isn't true at all cuz none of them are on the pay-per-view. M- maybe maybe one of them will make the pre-show. But I doubt it because there's so many matches on this card already. If anything, they would bump one of the current matches to the pre-show. But yeah, uh, the big the big takeaway from this it was it was it was a fun match. But the big takeaway is that Rusev pinned Shinsuke Nakamura. He pinned the U.S. Champion, which means he should get a title shot. Which he's not getting at the pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Maybe they're setting him up for... It wouldn't be for tribute to the troops because they already taped that. Maybe they'll have a big New Year's episode where they'll have the title match. I don't know. It's all very confusing. It's weird when SmackDown... Has to do these co-branded pay-per-views now And they don't really get a lot of room To work with But oh well Um Then We got to We get to the main event Which was Asuka versus Charlotte A Wrestlemania rematch And if you expected this to be as good as the Wrestlemania match It wasn't But it was also very good though because Asuka got to be a badass. And... How the match went is... Uh, early on, it was Charlotte working on the legs... You know, to set up the figure eight. But then, uh, once Asuka got got away and started taking advantage... She started hitting her hard strikes that she does. Uh, Asuka reversed the figure eight into the Asuka lock. And... Uh, from there... Ashton, that, that was actually the way this happened. My notes are wrong here. Charlotte went for a uh, a moonsault off the top rope, which Asuka caught and turned into the Asuka lock. She rolled out of the ring, and they both fell down. And then Charlotte went under the ring and got a kendo stick and attacked Asuka a la Survivor Series for disqualification. Asuka wins this time, but. At what cost? Because she was attacking her with the candlestick. stick. Becky Lynch, who was sitting next to the the commentary team, just got up, chuckled, and, and started to leave. But then Charlotte attacked her from behind. And you don't do that to the man. The man. When the man comes around, you respect her. She came back, got the kinder stick, beat the crap out of Charlotte. And then uh, Becky ended up getting thrown onto the table. And Oscar got the advantage. She got the kendo stick. She beat the shit out of both of them. And uh, stood on top as the show ended. And yeah, I am ready for this TLC match. Because it is going to be brutal. Like, they showed Charlotte's back after the after the match while they were setting up the MMC. And yo, it was bad. She got beat up real bad. Yeah. I'm sure the Kendra going to be into effect again on Sunday along with the T- TLC. But I'm expecting great things from this. And I'm glad that this is the main event story on SmackDown because it deserves to be. And uh, that's it for SmackDown. It was a good show. I really enjoyed it. Again, the uh, the Shane stuff's terrible. And I'm enjoying the Hardy, uh, Samoa Joe stuff, and the Nakamura Rusev stuff. But I wish they could settle it on a pay-per-view. Which they can't. And they won't at the Rumble either. Yeah, that's that's it for that. Um, let's move over to NXT. Because NXT also happened today, and it was a, a pretty solid episode, if I do say so. So we kick off with Bobby Fish versus EC3. Uh, Undisputed ever comes out first, and uh, Cole cuts a promo, talking about how in 2008 EC3 came to NXT trying to elevate his career. But, uh... With a steel chair, they taught... The Undisputed Era taught him that NXT rev- is their territory, and the show re- and the takeovers all revolve around them. Um... This is the beginning of a decade of dominance for them. EC3 comes out, and it's an EC3 match. Because it... Which means it's fine, it's just... It's fine. Uh... Where we go is that uh, Fish hits a sick chop block to the injured knee and that becomes the story of the match. He's working on the knee. that Dara keeps getting on the apron to cause a distraction which allows Bobby Fish again to attack the knee. Uh, but then uh, finally what happens is that Fish tries to go for the knee again for like a a heel hook, or like a knee lock, and... EC3 reverses it into a roll-up and gets the surprise victory. But of course, Undisputed Era is around the ring, so they attack. But the odds get even up by, uh, heavy machinery running out. Shirtless and with jeans on, for some reason. But yeah, they helped, uh, EC3... Take them away and uh, beat them up. And uh, I'm guessing that's going to be a six person tag coming up. Which I'm all for. I love heavy machinery. Just wish they weren't associated with EC3, who I don't care about. We get an interview outside with Dakota Kai and Yoshirai. And uh, they want the uh, two horse women next week in a tag match. We'll get a response later in the show. Uh... Player one and player two... A.K.A. Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, Took on the Mighty... As a bit of retribution from that... Weird San Jose house show episode... We had a few weeks ago. Uh... Right from the get-go... Lorkin just flies over the top rope... And wipes out the, the Mighty on the ramp... And... This match just... Goes fast and doesn't... Take the foot off the gas. Uh... I no After that, I point out the speed, then I wrote, uh... I just noticed that when Lurkin and, uh, Birch tag, they do the one and two hand signals. And that's cool. I like that. Uh, the Mighty took out Danny Birch and then hit a crazy superplex powerbomb to Lurkin. Which is, uh... They, ha- they do the superplex, but one of the mighty has the other ones uh, grabbed for a powerbomb, so it's superplex and a powerbomb, and it's devastating and looks really cool, but also looks like they hurt themselves doing it. Doran did another cool combination move where he jumped off of Miller's back and did a cannonball into the corner. That was cool. Uh Lurkin hit those uh the slap chops he does on both members of the Mighty. But then uh, eventually the Mighty start double teaming doing that to him until he ducks and they accidentally take each other out. Uh then the uh Birch and Lurkin pick up the win with an impact DDT. This match was fast, it was fun, great double teamwork from both teams. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, we get a video from a uh, DiJakovic again. He's uh, de- debuting next week. I'm curious what's up with this. He was beating up bags and talking about family. I don't know. I thought he. I thought Dijak debuted before, but apparently he didn't. Um. Kathy Kelly tries to interview Shayna Baszler and the, the horsewomen, but apparently uh, Shayna Baszler is the only one that can talk on a microphone. So, uh, because Kathy Kelly talked to Shayna first, then tried to talk to the other two about the challenge that Kai and Shirai made, and uh, Shay- they just laugh, and Shayna says, Yeah, they accept it. So, they can't talk on the mic. I wonder how they can perform in the ring. I guess we'll find out next week. Uh, after this, we have Mia Yim versus Reyna Gonzalez, with the winner, entering that Fatal 4-Way Number 1 Contenders match that Bianca Belair is already in. Uh, it was... Right before the match, it was shown that Regal tweeted that Lacey Evans also qualified for it. Because she had a uh, match with Zia uh, Zia Lee at a house show and she got the win. So, because we gotta speed things up, that's how we got another person into that match. Um. Then we also got a. uh, Let's see. Yeah, not the first thing I wrote here though was that uh, Reina seemed to have improved from the Man Classic and was doing a good job, you know, being big and dominant. I don't like the part where she wears, like, wrestling shorts, but then she's got jeans with the whole back of it missing. So, jeans don't really serve a purpose. It's weird. Also, what's weird is that Mia Yim just suddenly won the match really fast out of nowhere. Because, I guess, R- Gonzalez can't sell well, still. That's a bummer, me Yim's in the match though. so that's cool And uh, then we got a breakdown of what's happening next week, and it sounds rad. We're getting at the the Co women vs. Kai and Shirai match, and we're getting uh we're getting uh, Johnny gargano versus Alster Black in the steel cage. Which we, we had promos from those two about that during the show, but you know, it's not worth really worth recapping. They're they're gonna beat each other up. Then we get to the main event. And the main event is Ricochet having an open challenge for the North American Championship. And Mauro had been talking on all episode about William Regal finding him. A special opponent for this. And, you know, since it's the holiday season, giving a gift to the NXT universe. And, boy, was it a good gift, because it was a returning Tyler Breeze, who was treated seriously. It was excellent. Really missed him. Has regular entrance. Modest the selfie stick. His old music. It's, it was very good. Uh, the crowd instantly chants Breeze is gorgeous. And, uh, yeah. I-, I didn't really write any of the spots from this match, because there were some great spots in it. But this is a match that I just wanted to enjoy. And I re- highly recommend that you also watch. Because Tyler Breeze got to actually wrestle a match and be treated like a serious threat. And it was excellent. Don't know if you know, Tyler Breeze is a really good wrestler, not just a weird comedy guy, like he's been on the main roster. And they even point out the accolades that he fought and Thunder Liger at a show I was at. He fought Finn Balor, you know, he's fought everybody, and nearly beat them. And yeah, Tyler Breeze is legit great, and it's great to see him in his former glory, even for one night. But, of course, because he's not saying NXT, he lost. Because Ricochet hit a cross-legged Michinoku driver. And, uh, yeah, it was a great match. Go watch it. Don't take bro, w- don't. Like, I'm not recapping it. Just go watch it. It's great. He had a supermodel kick. He's hit his old moves. He does the thing in the corner. Like, Tyler Breeze was in his element. And the crowd and myself were loving it. I wish he would stay, but he he can't. He has to go back to his home planet of main event. That's where he lives now. But yeah, that's NXT. Good good show. And now we get to the predictions for WWE TLC. And I'm pulling up the card right now and we're going to run down my predictions. All right. Look here. All right. So what we got here is 12 matches. Really? 12 matches. That's so much. Uh, okay, let's let's go. Let's do it. Um the MMC Finals, where the winner will receive the 30th entrant in their rumbles and a uh, all-expenses-paid vacation. The Fabulous Truth, R-Truth and Carmella versus uh, Mahalisha, which are, is Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. And my prediction, it's it's obviously going to be Truth and Carmella. I mean, come on. Th- that, you know, R-Truth not knowing where things are where cities are is, is a great bit. They're going to do a bunch of videos of them on location in these weird places and Carmella being upset because she thinks they're going to be one place and it's the other. And also, r going to jump in in the 30th spot in the Rumble and do a dance break and then get eliminated. So, yeah. I, th- I think that's pretty clear-cut. It's going to be truth and Carmella. And I look forward to seeing uh, them not win their Rumbles. We have a chairs match between Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. And I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Because uh, the build's been great. Orton just being a complete asshole to, to Mysterio, you know, stealing his mask, constantly attacking him with chairs, making this logical. With Ray retaliating this week on SmackDown with the chair. Yeah. I don't think this is gonna be like a s- amazing match, but it's gonna be it'll be fine. It's a chairs match, you can't really have high expectations for a chairs match. But I expect Randy Orton to pick up the win and continue his dickheaded momentum onto his next victim, whoever that may be. The Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy against Cedric Alexander. Um, I'm guessing Buddy Murphy is just going to keep the belt and retain it. I don't think they're going to take the belt back to Cedric Alexander so quickly. Like, he just won it a couple months ago. So I expect Buddy... I don't really know what's happening on 205 Live, so... I don't know what they're going to give any hints to who's going to do it, but... I-, I think Buddy Murphy's time is not... Run out yet? We have Ruby Riot versus Natalia in a tables match. Um, That Ruby Riot on Raw having the anvil on the t- p- picture on the table was not cool. Natalia's gonna get revenge for her dad since she's dedicating the match to him and is gonna put Ruby through a table. Just powerbomb the shit out of her. Pretty pretty basic. Triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Titles. The Bar against the New Day against the Usos. My prediction is it's going to be the type of triple threat match where one person of every team is active and you tag your own team to get in and out. That's my prediction. Because I think these teams are talented enough that they can pull that off. We don't need to do the garbage where it's two people active and you can tag anyone. Because, really, that just slows this thing down. Um, is it the bar's time to go? I I think so. I think it's I think it's the Uso's time to get the belts back. That's what I think. Because um, the bar won the belts with the Big Show's help. And the Big Show's disappeared into Vapeland again. So, who knows what he's up to. Uh, the New Day, I don't think, are ready to get the belts back quite yet. They're just fine being over doing their pancake thing. But uh, the Usos are the hottest team going. And them getting the belts heading into Mania season seems like a logical thing. Like, they could lose it now and then win it at Elimination Chamber. But I think now's the time. Just just keep the belt on him. Uh, ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley with a guitar above the ring. I, I think Bobby Lashley's gonna win because he's a big, big muscular guy, and Leo rushes there to cause some distractions. Like I think Elias is gonna get the guitar. But it's not going to be enough to stop Bobby Lashley. I I don't know what's going on with that story. Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Finn was had an illness uh, earlier this week, but apparently they think he'll be fine to wrestle. Uh, if Finn Balor is a human being and not a demon, which I expect that to be the case. Um, yeah, Drew McIntyre is on a hot streak and they're trying to push him to the moon. I think they'll sacrifice Finn Balor to him because they feel like he could take the loss, but he can't because he's got no momentum going himself. So Yikes, sorry Finn, you're just gonna have to end up somewhere in the rumble not doing anything. Now if he was a demon in the rumble, that would be cool. But I don't I don't see that happening. Triple threat TLC match for the women's title, which I'm going to throw it out there. I think it's going to be the main event. I really think this will be the main event of the show. I don't know why it's listed so low, but it's between Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. Don't you dare take the belt away from the man. Not at this point. I, I, I I love Asuka. I think it'd be great if she won the belt. I want Charlotte Flair as far away from the belt as possible right now. It's got to be the man. She's she's the most over person in the entire company. Like, come on. But, I mean, the match is going to be excellent. I think... Give, give these women, like... Hmm. With 12 matches, I don't know if they can give them, like, a half hour. But they should. Because they will beat the shit out of each other and put it all on the line. Because they are crazy... And if that ending of SmackDown didn't indicate it to you, they're willing to sacrifice their bodies to get this thing over. But yeah, Becky's gonna win. Because the man. When the man comes rolls in, you better respect. You better put respect on her name. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. The This new Daniel Bryan's got so much momentum going for him. And Styles is currently in the process of lightening up his schedule, so I think it's clear that Danny Bryan's gonna win, but of course he's going to do nefarious things to win again. He's probably gonna try to low-blow him. That's not gonna work. So he's gonna have to, like, grab the tights or something. He'll do something underhandedly, and then he's gonna make up excuses on SmackDown, but yeah, Bryan's gonna pick up the win. The Raw Women's Title. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Ronda's going to win. I mean, do I need to explain this one? R- Ronda Rousey is like the big dominant person that beats everyone, and Nia Jax is a nobody who nearly ruined everything for Becky Lynch. She deserves nothing. To Tamina can interfere all she wants. It's not going to help because it's Ronda Rousey. She's going to win. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. If Strowman wins, he gets a Universal title match at the Rumble, and Corbin will be stripped of his uh, power. But if Corbin wins, he becomes a full time uh, GM. Um, I don't know if Braun Strowman's. Cl- I think Braun's gonna be clear to wrestle. So, I think it's time to say goodbye to this Corbin bullshit and start trying to. Pivot Raw to be a decent show. So, yeah, Strowman's going to show up. It's going to be a super short match. He's just going to pwn through a table, climb up the ladder, and win. I expect this to last, like, a couple minutes. And then, finally, Intercontinental title. Seth Rollins against Dean Ambrose. It's not even a stipulation match. It's it's called TLC, you have all these stipulations, they're not going to do one for this, so whatever. I think it would be cool if Dean Ambrose picked up the win, but yeah, you know what, I'm going to say Dean Ambrose is going to win. That, that, Seth Rollins being without the IC title and chasing it or the main title, getting into Mania season would make sense. Oh, maybe Rollins will win the Rumble. So getting the belt off of him now would make sense. And then Dean could be, you know, have to deal with his belt. That means nothing. It doesn't mean anything since Ziggler had it recently. And Rollins tried to do something with it, but the writing on Rollins just didn't allow it. So yeah, it's no, no problem if Ambrose picks up the win and gets the belt here. And that is TLC. I'm going to watch it Sunday. I hope it's good. It seems like there's a lot of matches. I hope it doesn't hurt the show. But that also means that's it for Heel Turn. It's a production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool. It's dot .cool. We do this show live every Wednesday... And for this year, at least... We'll be live at least next week. For our last live show of the year. So, we do it live on Twitch. Every Wednesday at 9pm Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. But if you want to find all the information on our website. And all the stats tracking. And all the cool info that we got there. Head to ProWrestling.cool. And if you want to help support what we do, you know, help us, uh, pay for all the stuff, uh, head over to patreon.cool for as low as a dollar. Then, uh, you can, uh, get all the show notes for heel turn, which, uh, we, I, I try, try my best to put some good work into. So y- you can, uh, get all the show notes from that, uh, there's higher tiers. The other big one is the nine ninety nine tier, which gets you the exclusive podcast every month. Normally it's about Japanese wrestling, and this month will be me and Trace doing our predictions and discussing all the matches for Wrestle Kingdom thirteen next month. And that'll be up next week, so you got time also, if you subscribe, you get access to the old ones. So you get all the G1 podcasts that we did and all that. So it's it's a good deal. I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, Social media. on We're on Facebook. Search for ProWrestling.cool or go to Facebook.com slash PWDOTC. Give us a like there. We post the podcast and other updates there. Uh, Twitter. We're at... The Heel Turn, or at PWDOTC. Uh, Myself, I am on Twitter at The underscore Ozone. So if you want to give me a follow there. And if you want to check out all our sister podcasts that will continue to put up episodes during the holiday season, head over to ZoneCasts.com. Heel Turn lives there along with I'd Rather Not and It Takes Bakery it's it's a wonderful cacophony of podcasts but yeah that's it I, I think I've it's, I think I've talked enough despite the fact that I've got more stuff to record this week but we will be back next Wednesday with another episode which Inside Baseball will be in the middle of the best and worst of podcast recordings Which means I might be a zombie! But I will still let you know all the good and bad that happened at TLC on Sunday. So make sure you're here. And until then...